0: Blessings, everyone. Thank you for being here this morning. I'm James Carruthers with Fiery Faith Ministries. What a blessing it is for me to be able to do this each and every midweek, to give a word of encouragement, to read some scriptures, to start off our day as we sip our coffee together. It's just such a beautiful thing to be able to fellowship in unity with our brothers and sisters. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you joining live, or if you're watching this later on, We just pray that these messages are a blessing, that we can all glean from them, learn from them, bring some hope and encouragement into our lives, that we can share with others that need it as well. We know this world is getting darker and darker by the day, and we need to reflect and lean on the Messiah and our Father in heaven for that light to brighten ourselves, to brighten our path. We know the lamp unto our feet is the Torah, is the word in the scripture. So we need to be meditating on that day and night so we don't fall into that darkness, to that abyss that so many seem to be in, lost and alone, confused and feeling hopeless with nowhere to go. We know there is a solution and the solution is the Father in heaven. So as this week of unleavened bread is ending or Upon ending, uh, depending on when you started it, we do pray that it was a blessing for you. We enjoyed it so much. And we know that the unleavened bread represents our Messiah. He was pierced and striped for our transgressions, our iniquities. And he was never puffed up with pride. He was humble and loving. And so I think this is a was a great week just to reflect on the Messiah the sacrifice and gift that he gave all of us by giving up his life and his blood for all of our iniquities. Just a wonderful thing. And I pray that you are able to grow closer and strengthen that relationship between you. We know we need him each and every day with every breath we take. He is the answer. He is our hope. He is our light and our joy. All things good come from him. And so in this time, I wanted to talk about being in the darkness and how to get out of it and how it is a a dangerous place to be. And because the world is so difficult and dark at times, it can be easy to fall into its trap, its snare that it sets for us. So I wanted to share a few verses that really encourage us and show us the better path into how to avoid falling prey to that. So let me share my screen here. I love this picture. It kind of sums up everything that I was thinking about. Despite the darkness, you know, the common phrase, the light at the end of the tunnel, whether you're just going through a a difficult storm and battle in your life or you're physically at the end of your life, You know, that phrase has been said many times. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I'm going to get through this darkness, this hard time. It's going to be better once I get to that light. Well, that light is the Messiah. It's our Father, Yahuwah. And I love this picture, how it does almost look like a cross here. That light is going to be our Father and His Son, the Messiah. Something to really encourage you, I hope, that. As we are going through these difficult times, we need to look forward, look towards that light, knowing that that is good and that is the Father and His Son with a way out, with a way through the troubles. Set it at the cross. Set your burden. set your fears, your anxiety and worry, whatever it is that is troubling you, causing you grief. Set it down at the cross. Let Messiah carry it for you. It is not our burden to bear anymore. So I just wanted to share that. Love that picture there. And what kind of got me on this idea of darkness is we all experience various difficulties, whether it be grief, depression, uh, loss of a job, finance, family, friends. There's so many things that can happen to us unexpectedly. That's usually when it comes, when it rains, it pours. It, It is, I think, a tactic of the adversary to get us off our game, get us distracted, get us separated from the Father and the light of the Messiah. And so by staying in the word, staying positive, we know that we can get through anything. All things are possible through him. So, of course, we know in this Torah reading, we read that Nadab and Abihu unexpectedly, out of nowhere, lose their life because they've offered up a strange, displeasing offering to Yahuwah. And so let's read in Leviticus 10, 1 through 3. And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Ahron, each took his fire holder and put fire in it. And put incense on it and brought strange fire before Yahuwah, which he had commanded, he had not commanded them. The fire came out from Yahuwah and consumed them, and they died before Yahuwah. Then Moshe said to Aharon, This is what Yahuwah spoke, saying, By those who come near me, let me be set apart. And before all the people, let me be esteemed. And Aharon was silent. Some translations say, held his peace. And I think this was a very difficult thing for Aharon. I'm sure he wanted to be angry and rebuke the father for just taking his two sons, you know, two priests uh, that he had raised up, grown men. I'm sure it was a very difficult Unexpected thing, but he held his peace. He was silent. He did not lash out, act out, or retaliate. He held his peace. And I know in a lot of difficult moments, especially unexpected moments, holding your peace is the last thing that happens. It's a very hard thing to stay calm to make sure that we are reacting correctly, not overreacting or acting out of hate or anger, vengeance. So many of those things are fleshly things that can take over. and We have to learn self-control in order to be able to hold our peace or stay silent during those difficult times, even if it's just a word spoken against us. We generally want to defend ourselves and hold our right, but we know that we must hold our peace, turn the other cheek is another example that messiah himself showed us so that's kind of where my idea for this morning came from you know during those difficult times are we going to be silent and keep our peace or are we going to fall into despair fall into the darkness that the adversary is hoping happens we cannot let that happen we have to stay focused on the bigger picture, and that is the blessings and promises that our Father in Heaven has given us and will give us if we can continue to walk that narrow path, living a righteous life that's pleasing to Him, being set apart so that we can be called His children. So I just wanted to look at this word, silent, or like I said, peace. As Aharon held his peace. And it comes out of Strong's uh, H1826, Da Man. And just a few definitions here to be silent, be still, to wait, be dumb, or grow dumb, to be silent, to die, to be struck dumb, to be silenced, be made silent, or destroyed. And a lot of those things are just normal emotions that we can feel in times of strife and difficulty. That's where depression seeps in. That's where anger starts to build is when unexpectedly something against us, an attack happens that we may not have been prepared for. Well, in life, we can't prepare for that. We just know, need to know that things are going to happen that arrows are being shot at us, that spiritual attacks are going to happen, and they're not going to give us a warning. They're not going to tap us on the shoulder and count down for us. It's just going to happen out of nowhere. And so that is where putting on the armor of Yah each and every day is so important that we can have strength and be firmly founded on the rock. Our foundation is the Father and His Son, Messiah. If we're built on the sand, that first storm that comes through, the waves are just going to wash us away, cause us to crumble and dissolve back into the sand. So we have to be firmly rooted in the Torah. We were talking about that the other day, being grafted in to the old tree. The Torah is that old existing tree that we were grafted in. It has those deep, strong roots already founded in the ground. Thankfully, we have been grafted into that. It's not a new tree that's small and weak and could be easily topped over. Messiah knew exactly what he was doing. He was fulfilling the covenant, fulfilling the word and the Torah of the Old Testament that was already strong and founded by the Father's words. So I just think that's awesome to know that we have something to lean on to put our strength and our faith in is the word the scripture of the Torah, be firmly rooted in that and meditate on that day and night. All right. So after the tragic death of his sons, Nadav and Avahu, we read that Aharon was silent. Connecting the surrender to God with humility, for surely the death of Ahron's two sons evoked his cry to protest, to lash out, but he didn't. He was silent. He held his peace. The reason for what happens in our lives is often, maybe always beyond our understanding. Yet the righteousness of Yahuwah's plan, even if undisclosed to us, must be accepted by faith. As it says in Isaiah 55:9. as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. We can't be questioning Yah. We just need to understand that whatever comes our way is part of his plan. And if it's a difficult trying time, then he put it in our path. So that we can overcome and become stronger. And for the next time, it's not a weakness of ours. He is always making us stronger. Always giving us ways to build ourselves up. To become stronger rooted in Him. Don't look at these temptations, these trials, these challenges as a curse. Look at them as a test from Yahuwah. A way to overcome This whole life is a test in many different ways. And we have to make sure that we are passing each of His tests. And the only way to truly pass those tests is to put Him first, knowing that He will overcome for us. He will get us through those things. We have to rely on Him for all things. Can't rely on ourselves. We will fail and fall if we're just putting the hope and trust in ourselves. The refusal to accept what cannot be understood is to worship the powers of the mind and to evaluate, I'm sorry, to elevate the role of human reason above even Yahuwah himself. Faith accepts Yah's goodness and trusts in his care, even if that means we find ourselves walking in the dark. And I found this verse very interesting. Isaiah 50, 10. Who among us is fearing Yahweh, obeying the voice of his servant that has walked in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of Yahweh, and lean upon his Elohim. I don't know exactly what this verse means, but to me, I think it says, no matter where you are in your life, if you are walking in darkness, if you don't have the light to give off, trust in Him no matter what, no matter where you are in your life. If you have a relationship with Him or you don't, you must fear the name of Yahuwah and obey His voice. Lean on Him. He will get you out of that darkness. He will restore The light that is missing from your life. Trusting in Yahuwah. Bitakon is the word. It does not mean that YAH is going to provide the best possible things that the world has to offer. That's part of the world. We are called to be set apart of that. We don't need to be lusting and coveting after the blessings of the world. Of course, we need things to endure. He will provide the things that we need. We don't need to worry about that. Trust in Him. Trust that He will provide. He provides for the animals, for the ravens. Of course, He's going to provide for us. What much more do we mean to Him than the ravens, to the birds, to the animals that are all provided for in this world? So bidikon is a word. For this world, which says, Though he slay me, I will trust in him. Those who call upon Yahweh can trust in a future, real and full of good that will one day be clearly manifest for us all. We fight the good fight of faith, which is a wor- worthy struggle that eventually is realized for blessing. Meanwhile. May Yahweh keep us from such depth of sorrow that leads to sickness, darkness, and despair. Faith sees the invisible light, the truth of love that overcomes all the powers of darkness, hate, and fear. We must be focused on the light. We must be shining the light for others, for those others that are sick, full of darkness or despair. Give them hope and faith because the faith is what sees the invisible light. I ran across this quote the other day. I wanted to share it. It was actually found in an anonymous poem that was found on the wall of a cellar in Germany where they knew that some Jews were hiding from the Nazis during World War II. And it says, I believe, I believe in the sun. Even when it is not shining, I believe in love, even when feeling it not. And I believe in God, even when God is silent. And there's that word that we talked about, Aharon, holding his peace. Kind of reminds me of Messiah as he's dying on the cross, taking his last breath, saying, Father, why have you forsaken me? And doing all those studies on that word forsaken, I've come to learn that it doesn't mean that he literally left him. He did not have anything to do with him like the Israelites thought happened to them while they were in Mitzrayim, even in the wilderness. You know, Yah has left us. He doesn't care about us anymore. We're all alone. No, that's not true. Forsaken really just means that the father had to turn away. He had to turn his face away. He could no longer look, no longer bear to see that. Sometimes Yahuwah has to turn his face away. Maybe we're not living right. Maybe we're doing something unpleasing to him. That may cause him to turn his face from us. That doesn't mean that he isn't still there, that he isn't still longing for us to draw closer to him. But in that time, he may be silent. We may not hear from him. So we have to make sure, having that faith to still believe that even if he seems to be silent in our life at the time, that he is still there, that we still believe in him, that we know that his faith or that his promises will come upon us. We just have to make sure that we are living pleasing to Him so that His face will always be shining brightly upon us, even when we're walking in dark. So where it says, I can do all things, where I can do all things through Messiah who strengthens me, in Philippians 4.13, that includes being healed of the inner pain of our life. Our failures, our shame, the ache of rejection, abandonment, and so on. There's so many things that causes inner pain, not just physical, but inner, mental, emotional pain. It means being set free from disillusionment, despair, and the oppression of relentless fear. I can do all things through Messiah means no longer accepting messages of self-hatred and hopelessness, no longer needing the malicious whispers that say, I am of no value, I am unloved, my life is hopeless. No, I can do all things through Messiah, means learning to be accepted, honored, and esteemed by Yahuwah. It means opening your heart, to Yahuwah's love and blessing for your life. It means allowing your heart to be made right, to have inner peace. And I wanted to read John 17, because after all, Messiah's great prayer was that we would know the truth of Yahweh's love for us. And this is such a beautiful chapter. I was reading it last night. And it's just really profound and full of encouragement I wanted to share. And I hope and pray that it is a blessing for you. And I hope that you can read it. I was messing with the colors, trying to make it fancy looking. Hopefully you can read it. If not, I'll read it for you. And it's the entire chapter of John 17. So follow along if you have a Bible with you. And it says, These words spoke Yahusha, and lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour is come, glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you, as you have given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is life eternal, and they might know you the only true Yah, and Yahushua HaMashiach, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have gave me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me with your own self, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I have manifested your name unto the men which you gave me Out of the world, yours they were, and you gave them me, and they have guarded your word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever you have given me are of you. For I have given unto them the words which you gave me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from you, and they have believed that you did send me. I pray for them, I pray not for the world, but for them which you have given me, for they are yours. And all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, guard them by your name. The same name which you have given me, that they may be a heed as we are. While I was with them in the world, I guarded them in your name. Those that you gave me I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now come I to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they might, have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that you should take them out of the world, but that you should guard them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through your truth, Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they All may be Yahid as you, Father, are in me, and I in you. That they also may be Yahid in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me. And the glory which you have gave me, I have given them, that they may be Yahid, even as we are Yahid. I in them, and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and I have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I will that they also, whom you have given me, be with me where I am, that they may belong, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. And these have known that you have sent me and I have declared unto them your name and will declare it that the love wherewith you have loved me may be in them and I in them. Such an amazing chapter, a promise. Our Messiah prayed for our behalf, interceded on our behalf. We can see that he wants us to be apart, to live in this world, to be set apart, but to be able to endure. He knows it's going to be tough and challenging for us. He was asking and praying for that protection over us, those ones that know the Messiah. And in turn, we know the Father because of Him. The Messiah is the door that leads to the Father, And now we can have that close Yahid type relationship with both. And one day, if we make it to the heavenly gates and are allowed into his kingdom, we will be Yahid with them in heaven, reigning for eternity with everlasting life, praising them. What a wonderful thing. So to finish it up, Of course, sometimes we indeed become weary in life from sickness, from the world and from its oppression, from heartache of life in a fallen world, from the battle with Hasatan and so on. Though it is vital to remember, there is consolation given to us in Messiah and heavenly food is given to strengthen us. That bread of life, that morning manna that we are trying to give each and every day, an encouraging word, the the bread that gives life from heaven. I believe Yahweh allows oppression to sometimes chasten us. That is to help us remember Him and our profound need for His love to reign within our hearts. When we make an effort, no matter how feeble at times, to draw near to Yahuwah, he will draw near to us. And I'm going to finish with Hebrews 11, verses 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to Elohim must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Seek ye first the kingdom. Of Yah. Seek him with all your heart, mind, and soul. His blessings and promises and protections will shower over you. We know that even Messiah himself prayed for that, prayed for the protection because he knew the darkness in the world, how man hates the light. We are called to be a light, so we will be faced with persecution. But let that be a blessing reminding you that you have the Father and the Son within you bursting out of you with light, with flame of fire, the Ruach HaKodesh. Let it burn bright for all to see, for all nations. And we pray that one day they will turn from their worldly ways, regain that light themselves so that they no longer walk in darkness. That's all I've got today, brothers and sisters. Thank you so much for joining me. I do pray that you have a great and wonderful remaining week. We are so looking forward to Shabbat. It's upon us just a few days away. So please stay tuned. We've got some more shows coming up this week. Please join our telegram so we can fellowship with you throughout the week. And then we love any time that we come on here. We can talk with everyone in the chat. And just enjoy each other's presence and insights and just knowledge that we all have been given by the Father to share and to grow within the body. So shalom and blessings all.